This is a message from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Flemington, New Jersey. Come and worship with us every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. for our traditional service or at 10 a.m. for our contemporary service. Christmas is already two weeks in the past, which means that it would be sort of strange if I said Merry Christmas again, right? So I won't do it. <laughs> but we are still in that, in, kind of in that part of the story. We're in that point of the story of Jesus where the Magi, or as we know them, the wise men, show up on the scene. But who were these wise men? They were Gentiles. That's what the scripture says, which means that they were not of Jewish descent. And that's going to be especially important, especially important in a few minutes when we talk about it. They didn't live in Jerusalem. They didn't live in Bethlehem, certainly. They didn't live in Israel. They weren't overly familiar with the story of the prophecy of the coming Messiah, the coming Christ. In the simplest of terms, they looked for signs. And they especially looked for these signs in the sky. In our modern terms, they would be considered astrologers or astronomers or maybe a little bit of both. So what was this star? What was this star that these wise men found? Was it a randomly placed appearing shooting star? Well, it could have been. But then that wouldn't explain how they were led not just to a near location, but all the way to the point where the child was born. What about a comet? Do you know that Halley's Comet, one of the world's most famous, somewhat reoccurring astronomical events, appeared around 11 to 12 BC, or around seven years before the birth of Christ. So they just missed it. What about a planet? Around the time of the birth of Jesus, the planets Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn were seen three times circling between May and December, which would have been an obvious event, one that would have been seen by everyone, especially for those who were looking for it. And on top of that, in ancient times, by people like Magi, Jupiter was seen as a kingly star, which showed that a new king had been or was about to be born. So it really could have been maybe a combination of some of those things. But to be honest, what the wise men saw, what the wise men saw in that sky doesn't really matter. Whatever these wise men had seen, what they did was important. They dropped everything they had been doing and they headed for the king. They brought their gifts, their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which showed that they believed they were going to see a real, true king. But first, they made a detour, and they went first to see the other king of the land, King Herod, who just like any other king, did not appreciate hearing about a different king that was born in his land right under his nose. So here are these wise men, as we call them, these wise men standing before this King Herod saying that they have come to worship a new king, but first they need directions. 
A lot of times these magi are seen as kings themselves. We even hear it in that song that we sing, We Three Kings of Orient Are. Or in the movies, they're often depicted as three kings traveling across this desert land on the three camels, and we don't have any idea how many they were. Of course, Herod's response, his response, gives us some indication of what a typical king response would have been. Not worship, but desire to kill this new king. In fact, here's what Matthew says is King Herod's response. He says, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And says, all of Jerusalem with him. Because King Herod wasn't just any king. He is most commonly referred to as Herod the Great. And you don't get a name like that easily. No, he was known as Herod the Great, not because he did all these great and wonderful things, but he was known because of his great brutality, because of his great power, because of his great control over his people, because of his great political prowess. And this great, brutal, powerful King Herod heard about this, and so he assembled all of his chief priests and the scribes and all the people who would have known about this, and he got them together to find out where this new king was to be born. And so they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. Do you catch that? You see, the scribes and the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they knew. They knew. But they didn't get it. They didn't understand. But to be quite frank, this isn't the last time that we will hear of chief priests and scribes and religious leaders of the time getting it wrong. You see, they were certainly familiar with the prophecy that brought these magi all the way to Jerusalem from the east. But they responded in the story the same way as King Herod. Astonished, confused, angry, even a little worried. But with a little help, the Magi go without King Herod and without the religious leaders. Because Herod didn't get it and they didn't get it. But these foreigners did. These wise men did. And at this point, it's fair to call these wise men who have traveled from the east wise. Right? Not so fast. Because after receiving directions to the small town of Bethlehem, And after finding the town of Bethlehem, they still needed the star to show where the child was born. And yes, they bring gifts that are fit for a king, but not the kind of gifts that are fit for King Jesus, because he's not your typical king. He is not like King Herod. And yes, they bow before this king, And worship at his feet, which is good, it's appropriate. But do they understand what kind of king he this truly is? Do they understand that they bow before God himself? Do they understand all that has just taken place? About his mother who was a virgin. About his parents who were visited by angels. About the shepherds where the angels lit up the night sky. And so they came and saw the child. 
Did they know all that had just taken place? And did they know all that was in store for this child? Did they know that this was the true light of the world, which is brighter than any star that led them the way? Did they know that he was the true light of the world that gives light not just to a few people, but to everyone? No, they didn't. In fact, nobody completely understood. Nobody completely knew what had happened. No one knew the full, whole story of what God had planned. Not the shepherds, not the magi, not Herod or the religious leaders, not Mary, not Joseph. But they came to Bethlehem. And after giving their gifts and bowing at his feet, they exit the scene never to be seen or heard of again. Still somewhat aware, unaware of the full situation and the fact that King Herod wanted this child to be killed. And they still needed to be warned in a dream to go a different way. Perhaps they're not wise men as much as we think. You see, in a worldly sense, in a worldly sense, they were highly educated intelligent, leaders in their own right. But that's not what made them wise. Even in Jesus' story, there are many who are wise who miss out on the birth of the Savior of the world. But that's true today, isn't it? There are many who are wise today who miss out on the birth of the Savior of the world. These wise men couldn't do it on their own. They needed the star. They needed the light. And so do we. With the help of the star, the light guided the way, and they found the king of the Jews. And even if they didn't know the full story yet, they still went. Only God knew what was truly in store for this child. But the story wasn't over. The gospel, the good news continued on. The story continued to be revealed because they needed it too. The magi needed it too. The wise men needed it too. We needed that story to continue on. We needed the message of the Savior coming into the world to continue. And it did this child did grow and the plans God had in store for this child began to unfold each day in his baptism, in his life, in his ministry, with each miracle, with each saying. On that night, the Magi said, where is the king of the Jews? For we have come to worship him. People who were pagans had come to worship the one true king. And in fact, this is the last time in the Gospel of Matthew that Jesus will be given that title, King of the Jews, until he's given that title as he takes his place on the throne, as he takes his place on the throne that God had planned for him, a fit throne for this kind of a king, a crown that was given to him by the soldiers, which revealed the true kind of king 
that Jesus has come to be. Not a king that came to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And the story continued to be revealed. And the good news continued to be spread, continued to be shown. And God's plan continued to unfold. And even when the darkness seemed most obvious as it covered all of the land on that Good Friday, as the one true king hung on that cross, the star was as bright as ever. And the plan, the, the plan that God had in store was as sure and certain as ever. Herod could not kill the king that the Magi came to worship, the promised one called King of the Jews, not until God had decided it was time. And when that time did come, even then, the star was not gone. Because the light shone once again on that Easter morning at the break of day. The true light, which gives light to everyone. See, it's not enough for us to know what the Magi know. Because there's more. There's more to God's story. And fortunately for us, God has revealed that more to us. We know more than the Magi did. We know about the baby born in Bethlehem, the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. We know the cross where he went to take my place, where he went to take your place. We know the tomb where they laid him and the women that beheld him with their eyes three days later. But it's not just about the things that we know. It's also about the things that God intends and is planning to reveal to us in the world and in our lives. How foolish we can be sometimes to think that we know it all, even as a pastor. Because when we think that, then we think that there's no need for us to respond. There's no need for us to respond just like the Magi. Because they responded humbly, getting lost along the way with a bit of gentle direction and guiding to get them to the place that God intended them to be. And that's the same for us. Humbly, not as wise people, but as people who are confident in God's wisdom, being guided by his truth to get us to the place where he intends us to be. The truth is we do believe in this Jesus who was born to save us from our sins, who died in our place, who rose from the grave. But we don't fully understand it all the time either. But the birth of Jesus, perhaps it can cause us to respond just like the Magi, bowing before the one true king, marveling at what God has done and bringing our lives as sacrificial gifts. See, the light wasn't revealed only to the Magi, but also to me. It was revealed 
to you, to not-so-wise men and women, to children, to children of the King, because that's what you are. You are a child of King Jesus, which means that the story of the wise men is for you. And that is what we are now called to be in this world. People who respond to this story. People who believe that it matters. People who go and share it. Even if we don't have all the answers. And even if we don't fully understand. We are called to respond to God and to his promises and to his world. And to the light breaking into the world. We are called to be, as Paul says, new creations. New creations who speak careful and loving words to one another and about one another. Parents who raise their children in the faith. Husbands and wives who love and respect each other and hold true to their promises. Workers who are honest. People who cherish God's word. People who love those who are considered often unlovable. People who turn the other cheek when we are wrong. People who forgive as many as 70 times seven times. People who forgive as we have been forgiven. Perhaps the light of that star of King Jesus can shine in our darkness to rid us of the laziness the laziness and how we care for the poor, our apathy for those who are weak in the faith, our disregard for the lowly, our slandering one another behind our backs and to each other's faces. Those words spoken by the Magi, those are our words as well. We have come to worship him. You see, Here is why we can call them wise men. Because even though they brought the wrong kind of gifts, even though they went to the wrong place, even though they may have felt that they didn't belong because they were Gentiles, even though they still needed help along the way, they still found the king. Even if they didn't understand it all, they still made it. To Bethlehem. Perhaps the story of these wise men is for us as well. So ask yourself, do you bring your life as a living sacrifice and realize that it's not as perfect as you'd like it to be? It's not quite the gift that you'd hoped to bring to King Jesus. Do you feel like maybe that you don't belong, that you're not worthy Before King Jesus. Do you find yourself getting lost along the way? Or looking for the king in all the wrong places? Have you found the king? Have you found the king who lived, who died, and who rose for you? You know, he put a star in the sky for you as well. It's this the cross and first corinthians talks about this the cross is folly it's foolishness to all those who are perishing but to those who are being saved 
It's the power of God. God keeps a star in the sky for you at all times. Search for the king. And when you get to him, bow down at his feet and worship. Let's, let's stand in prayer. At this time, I, I invite you to um, take a look either right now or later at the prayer list in your worship folder. And I